Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 280, episode three of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American shared consciousness, and it's Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. As of this recording, no arrests. <laughs> yet i don't think right jody uh, you, you no, got your eyes and, on the uh, uh the news ticker and i could have told you that i may have told you that yesterday yeah <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> no or i i don't know he's usually such a reliable source yeah anyways my name's jack o'brien aka plumpers i got plumpers <laughs> milky thick white plumpers 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 i got plumpers Milky Thick White Plumpers. That is supposed to be Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Uh, I did my best. Uh, that is courtesy of Fighter of the Nightman on the Discord. Um, that is an evil song, uh, Thunder by Imagine Dragons, because it is very uh, catchy to the five and six year old mind uh and it is just the bitchiest he's just like everybody laughed at me but now you'll all be crying in the nosebleeds at my concert because i am imagine dragons uh anyways i'm thrilled to be joined by today's special guest co-host you know him from many a podcast his new podcast with ted and pushkin is good sport it's jody abrigan uh, thanks for having me back. What percentage of your day is spent coming up with the little songs for the beginning of this show? We have a we have a thriving Discord, and they just where, feed them to you, and they feed them, and right. I scroll through, and, and you look clearly for the will say yes to I, basically everything, anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, and and I will find out after we hit record whether I know how to sing that song yeah. at all, whether it's within my vocal range. Um, not a ton of preparation. Uh, but I, I do appreciate it. And there's some real geniuses in the discord. You also bring up a question of who gets to refer to themselves as having a quote vocal range. <laughs> that's right. Uh, just, if you can hit one note, that's a range, I right? Guess so. that's... I guess technically that's a range. Uh, well, Jody, we are thrilled to be joined by two very funny comedians who together host the podcast blocked party, which, uh, you're not going to believe this. 
also very funny. Please mm-hmm. welcome to the show, John Cullen and Stefan Heck! What's up, hey guys? Oh, hey, guys. Thank Hello you. Then. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for doing the show, guys. Your show is very funny. You're recently talking about a an issue that I've been noticing more and more recently, um, which is, you know, you, you talk a lot about social media and the ways in which social media is is getting worse, um, where the ways Google is getting worse. I was told that things were going to get better. Um, <laughs> and it does not seem to be the case with uh, yeah, Google is pretty much unusable as of late. Google is all uh, like if you search for anything, it's like three ads and then 50 things uh, created by like an AI bot. And it's just like impossible to use now. But even like Twitter, well, not even Twitter, especially Twitter, even Twitter, yeah, even Twitter, <laughs> uh, the one owned by Elon Musk yeah. even managed to get fucked up. I don't know if you noticed today, but there's a thing going on where you'll click on a tweet and then it'll say it's been deleted, but it hasn't been deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a new thing. It Keep is you kind on of, your toes. Yeah, it is sort of fun that it is like getting broken in new and exciting ways every single day. So I do sort of appreciate that. For the longest time when Twitter was functional and kind of a big part of my life, I kind of would tell myself, actually, the best version of Twitter would be one in which I write a tweet, but no one sees it. <laughs> right? <laughs> just and get I'd it say, out of yeah, your system. Just get it out of my system, yeah. but then not have to deal with any of the fallback. And now I think I actually am living that out. And I, don't like, the dream. and I don't, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Elon Musk made that, that possible <laughs> yeah. for you, man. I don't know what everybody's yeah. complaining about. Well, this was my theory, like from day one of Donald Trump when he was that his, his team should have created a, basically a fake Twitter for him and just let him like rage type into a phone and tell him that it was like doing great. Um, but never actually have it yeah. go out into the oh, world. Oh, that's smart. It's like, cause I remember hearing uh, a news story a while back where I think it was in Germany outside like a senior center, they put like a fake bus stop yeah, for the, right. for the yeah, Alzheimer's yeah. patients. So they think they're waiting for the bus yeah. to be the same sort of idea. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should have got oh, uh, Trump Christ. on the, uh, I think they should have got Trump on the Don Cherry plan, uh, which, uh, if you're not a Canadian, we are, we're both sports, Canadians. So. Okay. You're not a Canadian yeah. sports watcher. Don Cherry is sort of, um, he was like a hockey prognosticator for a long time and, and they let him be on the air well into his senile years. And then when they first gave him Twitter, uh, <laughs> the rumor was that like he couldn't use Twitter. He couldn't figure it out. He was in his seventies. And the rumor was that he would call a number and the number would go to an intern's voicemail and he would tell the intern what he wanted the intern to tweet. And then the intern would tweet it in all caps because Don Cherry's whole thing was yelling, uh, you know, kind of a Stephen A. Smith type deal. And uh, yeah, they could have got Trump on that plan. They should have had, <laughs> it should have been a step between him and tweeting. Just call a voicemail. They can edit out the crazy stuff and, uh, you know, and then deliver it to the masses. I think yeah. that was the method for a while there, minus the editing out of the crazy stuff. Yeah. I think he, I don't think he's ever typed anything with his <laughs> tiny fingers before. I think it's all. You know, him dictating to various people. Yeah. Um, listen, people who are not familiar with Don Cherry will be shocked to hear from John's description of him that he ended up getting canceled and said some pretty awful <laughs> things on air. No. Yeah. yeah terrible thing. Well, yeah, he said yeah. he said terrible things for like years. Right. And it, it really just took a while until he said catch one thing in particular that was like quite heinous. Yeah. Um, but it he took was. took a while for cancel culture to catch up, baby. Yeah. He was famous yeah. for 
and I guess he's still alive. Um, but, uh, and his, I mean, I don't want to like say, go listen to his podcast, but his podcast is truly insane. Um, <laughs> the intro music, how would you describe it, John? Um, well, he used to put out these videos every year called Rock'em Sock'em, which was a uh, Rock'em Sock'em hockey, which was a compilation of hockey hits and goals and saves from the previous year narrated by Don Cherry. And often, for some reason, all of the clips in these videos were set to bad techno sounding music. Like uh, 90s techno. Like 90s like. techno. And so that is the opening of his podcast. And it starts with him saying his famous phrase, all right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> and then the techno music kicks in. So, yeah, I would describe it as like early 1992 bad techno music with Don Cherry sound clips over yeah, top. Yeah, and he's like 90 years old now, too, so it like fits yeah. even less. Did, um, did Don yeah. Cherry, is he the origin of the reason techno why everyone... Music? No, well, well no. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, that, and also why everyone says, let's go uh, all let's the time. Let's go! Yeah. I, I'm fascinated with trying to track down how let's go became the go-to catchphrase. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting theory because it's he was... possible, yeah. He, he was saying it, like, I remember growing up watching him on Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday, and, and he would say it mm. a lot. Okay. Uh, and that yep. was in, like, the, the mid-90s, late-90s, so... Okay. Oh, yeah, even possible. earlier, yeah. maybe, he would, do the gun, he would do a gun. Like, it'd be like, finger let's gun. go, and do yeah. a finger gun to the camera. So that could be something worth diving into. For yeah. Oh, I'm planning to. <laughs> <laughs> the extended go... The let's go, like no, was that, it was kind of cool. it was just like, a let's go, let's go, yeah, yeah. right, okay, it's a quick right. let's go. So and then yeah. Tom Brady, people... you know, like like it's like jazz, you know, uh, t Tom Brady is the Coltrane to Don Cherry's uh, Davis, yes. you know, and he yes. comes along and he really pushes things along and and yes. and, and, and reappropriates let's go and then yeah. you know, but yeah, I mean, people have been saying let's go in sports contexts for for a long time, right? It's just the saying it. Constantly is what, yeah, is and now what it's, has and now it's jumped out of sports, right? And it's just basically yes. a, it's I mean it is the default expression of enthusiasm in any yes. context yeah. now, yeah. and it's kind of bizarre to me. And yeah. I love it. I'll say it when I'm when I'm playing soccer in real life, or when I'm playing like FIFA, or like John and I play NHL a lot, and like it's very common for us to say that after we yeah. score a goal or something. Yeah. So yeah. and I'm like 34, like it's not. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> No, I think I think it's fine. It's acceptable. We don't have to hate every new trend that comes along. I think that's a fine one. It doesn't bother me. I think there's a lot of performative, like, ah, oh, this new thing that people, everybody's doing all of a sudden. It's like, that's that's a fine yeah. one yeah. for me. Well, I'm doing it because of Don Cherry, to be clear. Yes. So. Okay. <laughs> it is an homage. Yeah. All right. John, Stefan, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple... Of the things we may talk about, there is a news story about a deadly fungus that I am here to tell you. I don't think, if I had to guess, and I, I am not part of the CDC's mycotic diseases branch, um, but the CDC's mycotic diseases branch is on their bullshit again. Uh, they're, they're saying this is something we need to be worried about. If I had to guess, I think this is maybe a reaction to the last of us um, and scientists getting excited when people are listening to them. So famous, like I would love to be the guy who's like, don't listen to this like the day before the apocalypse. But um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about maybe this Fox news producers lawsuit against Fox news. Uh, the reviews have started trickling in for Ben Affleck's air, 
um, and they are incredibly positive. So we'll talk about the same with the flaming hot Cheetos origin story. Uh, so we were just, th- this has been a trend on the daily zeitgeist of late, but the, this new uh, wave of brand related movies and the idea that brands are to modern American culture, what royalty was to Shakespearean culture. And like that, this is just what our movies are going to be about from now on. So we'll talk about all of that plenty more, but first, John, Stefan, what is something from your search history that is revealing about you? John, you want to kick us off? Sure. I look, you know, you said you, you, Jack, you've been listening to a little bit of block party the last few days. And, um, well, look, I'm a pretty, uh, white guy and, um, (laughs) just, uh, searched, I think probably the most white guy thing I've ever searched. Uh, this happened last week and Stefan was actually present for this. Uh, but I had to Google search how to get kombucha out of a laptop. (laughs) Uh, uh, we were just about to record an episode of block party and I spilled about half a can of kombucha on my MacBook air keyboard. And I, Mm, somehow I knew it was a Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No question about it. Kombucha has never been spilled on a PC. (laughs) The only Macs. That's would have actually been a first in history. Yeah, you can't Google it. They, there's no results if you look up kombucha PC spill. Um, but yeah, so I, I did spill a kombucha on my MacBook and I was, yeah, Googling how to take care of that. And turns out I took it into the Apple store and uh, luckily didn't hit the board. So I only... Hey, I look at that. Them, I only owe them $480 for a new... <laughs> nice. Okay, what a that's deal. not bad. Well, the guy at the Genius Bar would have been like, well, this is like the most common. This happens like 10 times a day. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> let me guess. Kombucha? Yeah. He just looks you up and down. Just like, let, let me guess. Um, the... I, I feel like there's a big portion of LA's population that would have been like, that's actually good for your computer. And <laughs> good for its you, health, you actually yeah. don't need to take it in. You should just let it rock what a is... little bit. It's going to grow some healthy uh, biomes in there. Yeah. How about you, Stefan? What's something uh, from your search history? Well, this, so this is something John's going to hear this and be like, of, of course. And he's going to kind of be mad at me, I think, too. But um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of like uh, digital, like card games. So like Hearthstone. Uh, I got like way too into and still kind of am. And this is a recent development for me. Like recent is in like the past like four or five days. Uh, but I've started playing a game called Marvel Snap. And so my, my search term is Marvel Snap Beginner Decks. And uh, have any of you played the game Marvel Snap? No. I'm assuming no. I, I mean, I'll ask John. I know what the answer is. John, have you played Marvel? No, Snap? Stephen, I have a life. Okay. Well, I don't, the thing is, I don't like this has taken <laughs> over my life. It's a very fast-paced, very addictive digital card game you can play on your phone or on your computer. And the games are like two to three minutes long. So you can play like, you know, one to four of them on the toilet, depending on kind of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm just like hooked to the point where it's like, oh, this is like going to be dangerous for me. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. It's, it's incredibly addictive. And you collect a Marvel, like a, an individual card, and then like that is yours. Per- like, I feel like this is backing up into NFTs somehow, uh, I, just I, in my brain. I feel like it, it just barely dodged being, being somehow an NFT. connected to NFTs. But, yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm not even like a Marvel guy necessarily. Like, I've stopped watching the Marvel movies and like 
I so it's not that it's just that the gameplay itself is like so perfectly and like tightly designed to the point where I think John would actually like it because John's a big board game guy and likes strategy games uh, and things of that nature. So I, I think there's a chance he would like it, but it's just like such a hard sell to get John past the Marvel stuff. I think. What are you talking about, man? I love uh, what um, Avengers S dot T dot A dot T dot I dot O dot N. I saw yeah. that, the thing that's coming out. Uh, I don't know. I don't watch sure. movies, but I Avengers Station. Yeah, yes, but it's an I acronym. Can, uh, I can't read. What What did you just spell? Station. <laughs> station yeah, station. I, I don't know. I oh, okay. An ad for it. I think it's. I don't know what station. I think that's a local thing in Vancouver. Actually, at, like, oh, is mall. it only? Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it it's is a this. completely immersive and educational experience yeah. that brings visitors into the world of the <laughs> Avengers. I'm not going to lie, I would be there. They snuck educational in there. To, they probably got like a grant for funding because they had yeah. the word educational I guess it educates you about Marvel. So yeah, like, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Learn about the entire MCU. But yeah. what does station stand for? STA. That's how much I Scientific know Training I and Tactical <laughs> Intelligence Operative Network. Incredible. Okay, so they have some science in there. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. This is where the minds that used to work for the CIA have gone yeah. Yeah. to write for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, like everybody's talking about STEM, we need our own. We need our own. Right. What's the acronym for us, Stefan? Where did uh, where did the Marvel Cinematic Universe lose you? Because I I have a pretty specific answer I, to that. I feel like it was um, was it Guardians of the Galaxy two? I I think. No, I, I was kind of on and off, but the last one I saw in theaters, because it was kind of like, well, there's nothing to do this weekend, let's just go see a movie, was the last Thor movie, and it was to the point where we almost like walked out of it, because we were, it was just not, maybe just not for us, I mean, it's it's not aimed at us, maybe necessarily, but it just like, really pissed me off, uh, <laughs> I, I guess, like everything about it. That was Love and Thunder? Yes. Yeah. Um, to quote Imagine Dragons. I thought yeah. <laughs> I thought Christian Bale was good love in it, thunder. but love and uh, love and thunder, thunder. <laughs> See, I do have range, Jody. <laughs> but Jack, where where did it lose you? Like right around the same time with yeah. uh, watching the uh, Doctor Strange one from Sam Raimi. Like I was like, oh, this could be cool. The, yeah. the, it was like a, it, and it had like cool moments in it, but it just I feel like. Every time I watch one of them, it inevitably gravitates back towards a lightning fight, like oh, yeah, CGI just shooting, lightning, shooting just beams at each other. yeah, like that's just portals. Power. Like if yeah. I, I think it, they just need to set an internal rule for themselves that if a giant, like purple lightning portal opens in the sky, we have made a mistake and need to like you know go back and rejigger things because yeah, yeah, it's. I the beam stuff is just like it's everyone has the same power and then everyone gets hit by the beam and they're just like kind of they're just like singed a little bit they're like fine you know yeah, yeah. it's like daffy duck uh yeah. logic yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i'm not i don't like marvel necessarily but the game itself is like it's incredible like within like a day i was like oh this is like taking over my entire life and, and it yeah. has so all right well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some overrated, underrated, and maybe get to some news. We'll be right back. Zite gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust? Or is it, you know, like a literal POS? 
Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tdz all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. And we're back. And Stefan, let's stick with you. What is something you think is overrated? This is something that I discovered uh, last year, but I would say kind of just like regular, like soft bath mats are now, those are overrated to me now. Um, because I was at an Airbnb. I went to TwitchCon in San Diego last year. And at the Airbnb, they had these bath mats that are like, like hard, almost like almost like hard like Like the bamboo ones no it was almost like hard like clay or like stone kind of um Hmm. and they were like incredible it was like i i can't go back john's shaking his head i mean are uh, you in a forest by any chance were you sorry yeah (laughs) well i i was i was at like a normal airbnb and they just had these these we saw the bath mats and and we're like this is interesting and then there's a stone that absorbs water i'm i I, yeah i've heard about this yeah. Wow. So, so I, I, I guess going like the, the regular bath mat to me is now overrated because of how much I like this stone bath mat. Did you it's buy such, one? Do you have one? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. my God. You came home from TwitchCon and you bought a 
stone bath mat. Yeah, that's like a normal thing to do. How much was it? Well, look, let's move on to the next question. Okay? <laughs> mm. Well, my question on that is like shipping. What is, what is shipping like that? Like a, getting a stone delivered to your house well, feels so like it would be It's lighter than you would expect. And, oh, okay. And I guess like my worry was like, if you step on it in like the wrong way, will it like crack? Because it does sort of feel that way, but it is actually pretty solid, it seems like. Um, but it was shipped in like a huge box with like tons of like extra packaging and stuff. Right. Like the box they put the Ark of the Covenant in at yeah. the end of Indiana Jones just yeah. arrives on your front, front well, porch. Was, the box was like legitimately the size of like if you bought like a huge TV. And then the bath mat is just like normal bath mat size. So it was like very strange. <laughs> um, but it's it's very nice. It's just nice to, to, to step on it. It absorbs the water. Stefan, um, did you buy this $90 one? No. It was less than that. But not much mm. less by the tone of your voice. Okay, just well, and sure. and it was also in, that's in Canadian dollars, so like that's that's like that's like nothing, right? So yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> uh, how about you, John? What's something you think is overrated? So there's been this recent trend in my internet algorithm where I've really cornered the market on Instagram and Facebook when I check it occasionally where I'm now almost exclusively getting played like inspiring sports videos. Like it'll just mm. like, Ooh, Josh Allen, you know, uh, threw a ball around with this kid, who, or, you know, who's sick or whatever. And I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge sucker for all that kind of stuff. Athletes being nice to kids. Love it. The only problem is I'm now sucked into this sports video vortex where Instagram also thinks I want to see videos of what teams are playing on the jumbotron during a game. Um, (laughs) And I've got, I've got news for you. Not interested. Um, If I'm not at the game, I don't care who in your crowd looks like the lion from Madagascar. Uh, I don't care that you, Ooh, we lit up the visiting team with this little insult or whatever. Wow. I think it's way overrated. I don't need to see a video of the Jumbotron at a sports game. No, thank you. Yeah, that is a really not a transferable no. like, unit of entertainment. And That's... I've written for the Jumbotron. Like I, I uh, worked for the Vancouver Canucks for a while writing wow. books for the Jumbotron, which is a very Canadian thing, to say, <laughs> I think. Um, and oh, wait, wait, you wrote, you wrote jokes or you like would come I up wrote, with bits? Yeah. Like more jokes. So, so hmm. I auditioned to be the Canucks in arena host at okay. different times. And I was rejected both times, which if you know about the state of the Canucks franchise right now, probably a blessing. You dodged a bullet. I think, I, think yeah. I dodged a bullet, but yeah, they, they knew I was a comedian. So they wanted to start doing some more funny, like in-house stuff. And one of the main things they were doing which you will see on your Instagram algorithm if these sports jumbotron video shows up is one thing they'll do is they'll try and uh, catch uh, an opposing fan looking at their phone and then they will imagine like there's a text conversation happening hmm. between them and another. So it'll be like, oh, here's a Flames fan. Let's right. imagine what the two Flames fans are texting each other. And I would write the like, I would write the jokes for the for the text stuff. So that was kind of like the main, the main thing they had me do, and it that's was, actually pretty good. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, I, I would enjoy the hell out of that in in arena. Yeah, in arena, pro- probably great. not on Instagram. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, the, I, I will say like the inner the in arena stuff. You obviously have to be there for, but the stuff I do like is um, who's the Chicago Bulls mascot, Benny the Bull. 
Benny the um, Bull, yeah. I will never get tired of seeing Benny the Bull just dump uh, like a huge plastic bag full of popcorn on someone. Like that, that is funny every yeah, yeah, single yeah. time to me. But that, no, you don't need the, the context mascot is humiliating someone. Yeah. I'm on board, of course. Absolutely. Uh, that goes without saying. Yeah. But I don't need the kiss cam. No. I, I don't oh, need the lookalike. Oh, I look think alike. some of those are funny. And I mean, they're clearly staged, but some of those, some of those are pretty good. Or the, the, the dance-offs, you know, with the unexpected I mean, we have an insider dancer. here. We have an insider here. Are some of the kiss cams staged? Oh, like, almost all, everything yeah. staged. Yeah. I mean, no, no question about it. You think it. that they are consistently finding couples where the woman refuses to kiss the guy and gets super upset and then dumps her soda on his head and storms out of the arena? You think that's happening like, like a few times a week around in arenas around the country? <laughs> I've been catching that. very boring kiss cams, I guess, because I've never seen that happen. The new bit they they're doing a lot is like they'll do the they'll show a kiss cam and then uh, a woman and a man will start kissing and then another man shows up. Yeah, and they yeah. do sort of like uh, ooh, like oh, he doesn't, Scotty doesn't know, you know. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> geez, what does he on. do? Like he's like cheering so hard he doesn't notice his wife is like kissing the guy on the other side or something. Is that the oh, premise? I think it's like he's coming back from the bathroom or what? So so the, oh, joke, yeah. the joke will uh, usually she's be, it. yeah. The joke will usually be that she is kissing like so. Let's say it's at that Canucks game, she's right? Kissing a guy in a Canucks jersey, Canucks jersey, and then and her husband. boyfriend or husband <laughs> will come back wearing a flame in the Flames jersey. jersey. Yeah, yeah, and then Just... it's, this is good stuff. <laughs> Elaborate humiliations of the uh, opposing team. I love it. Yeah, That's if funny. Think those are real. I've got a Marvel snap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is uh? What's something you think is underrated, John? You uh, want to take us off? Yeah, sure. Underrated. I'm sticking sort of sports theme, algorithmically themed uh, skate videos. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a skateboarder. I I used to skateboard to get around a little bit, but not a huge skateboarder. But God, I love a good skate video. Nothing better. Just pausing on Instagram. Wow, this is a great skate video. I love it. It's harmless most of the time. Just a great way to pass the time. I, but I, you're a big Tony Hawk pro skater player also. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying, yeah. I, you know, I love, I just love to watch a good skate video. I think they're underrated. I think not enough people appreciate how hard skateboarding is and how impressive a lot of these videos are, in my opinion. Yeah. That video game did ruin skate videos for me for a little bit because I was like, "This these people aren't shit compared to what I can do in, on N64. I haven't played video games since N64, but um, how about you, Steph? And what's something you think is underrated? I would say um, like goldfish crackers as like a snack for adults. Um, yeah. Because I, I think people think of goldfish crackers and they think, oh, that, that's, like a, that's like a child snack. That's for children. And hmm. you know what? They would be right. However, uh, they're just a very nice snack to have. Although I do feel like, because I, I always get like the huge carton of them. And yeah. you never feel worse than when you were like elbow deep inside the carton <laughs> trying to get the goldfish at the bottom. of. The, I guess you can pour it out into a bowl, you but can, I don't do that. Yeah. I'm just reaching in. Um, but just, just the regular flavored, not the, because there's the goldfish ones where there's like no flavor to it, right? Just the saltine flavor almost. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever like purchased. Those Is that the by original? Accident. Yeah, I, the I think those are called original, right? They yeah. like blue box white cracker. Yes, uh, yeah. just a disaster. They're hmm. more like soup crackers, I guess, right? Like you yeah. put them in soup. But to me, original goldfish are like the orange ones and like yeah, the orange, totally ones, right. Um, and they're fantastic as a snack. I think I, I would say yeah. underrated. I feel like people don't talk about them when they're talking about like best snacks. So yeah, goldfish crackers for me. Yeah, 
They're actually do, the origin story of Goldfish Crackers is in development at uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Yeah. And I think it's going to be great, actually. I mean, we might as well just like get right into Ben Affleck's Air uh-huh. um, because it premiered at South by on Saturday. Ben Affleck called the premiere the most important night of my professional life. And uh, the reviews are in, they're literally all positive. Like it's 100%. There's only nine reviews in, I guess, but not the first nine that came in. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I just want to like read a description of like from one of these reviews. Uh, Affleck successfully captures Nike's heartwarming and hilarious marketing journey while paying respectful homage to all involved. Air is a tremendous underdog story filled with lovable characters. Um, It's just, like there's something so strange to me about all of this and yet like it makes perfect sense but it's also like to be like the underdog journey of nike's marketing decision to make air jordan shoes well it's one of those movie concepts that feels like oh this is like a funny or die fake trailer from like 2014 yeah but it's like real and like it sort of reminds me because i didn't i'm not surprised it's getting good reviews because it has a really good cast and I'm, I'm sure I will watch this movie eventually. I don't think I'm going to, into theaters to see it, but um, there was that McDonald's movie, The Founder. With, yeah. Uh, and that was a great movie, right? And I, and I think going into it, I was like, how is, how is this going to be good? And it's because they made The Founder of McDonald's into like a huge dick. Yeah, just a monster. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it was, that was, I really enjoyed that movie. So if this is, I guess this won't be the same sort of uh, style of movie necessarily, but if the McDonald's movie can be good, then I, I don't see why air can't be good either. It will not be the same style. It no. turns out it's <laughs> no. it, like it is the, un, it turns Phil Knight and uh Sonny Vaccaro, like into these underdogs yeah. who like right. coming up with a marketing concept around the air Jordan shoe, which I totally fell for. I am going to see this movie. I am like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it, but it's, you know, this is a, an important myth for my life, like my childhood. I still wear Jordans. I love, I love Air Jordans. Uh, this completely captured me. So like seeing what happened behind the scenes, but it's also upsetting to me that this is, this is what we've got. It, it, it totally makes sense. These are the most powerful and influential forces in our civilization they, of course, we would want to watch movies about them, but it's just weird. How does it, how does it make you feel that like the kind of big first swing at a Jordan movie, um, not a documentary, obviously, but movie is like this weird kind of sideways angle in at it. Yeah, would you, you, ra- would you rather Jordan have just had a Jordan biopic of sorts? No, no, I would not because I don't. Like, I, I think that my first question was like, wait, who did they get to play Michael Jordan? Right. And they completely like cut around him. And uh, like, I don't, I don't know like about the ethics of this and like it's, but it, it seems like the thesis of the movie is like, he's just this sort of like godlike entity and they're trying to like move around him and harness. But yeah, like that, that is one of the things, one of the not uniformly positive things somebody said was just like, Jordan gets just one word to say, and when he's present, the film shoots and cuts around him. 
Um, it's unintentionally hilarious when in one crucial boardroom scene, he hastily turns his head away to study <laughs> something on a wall before you can catch a proper glimpse <laughs> of which is like, like an Austin Powers opening. They have yeah. like, you know, a tray of flowers uh, following his face around. But that I think that's the only way to tell this story um, until like, tw- you know, 20, 30 years from now when like, nobody remembers what it was like to actually watch Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, it is a little strange or I don't know what it is. It's, it's something that, you know, it's like, here's a story about a black athlete. One of the first like people to really like gain some agency and build some real capital. And the story they tell about that is about all the like schlubby white executives (laughs) surrounding him. Right. Um, They're the heroes, Jody. Yeah. They're the heroes, man. Um, But, you know, I I was just scanning headlines about this, and it's like one after another, the headlines are all like Ben Affleck talks about why Michael Jordan isn't in the movie. Like, here's why Michael Jordan isn't. I mean, it's just going to be the question around this movie. And Ben Affleck's, I think, very carefully crafted response to it is like, Jordan is so recognizable, so steeped in the culture that like to put him in, in any way, people know who he is and it would like ring hollow or whatever, which, you know, I don't know. I, I think there's probably other reasons why Michael Jordan isn't portrayed in the movie necessarily, though I guess he was involved um, behind the scenes a little bit in sort of at least giving the blessing to the, to the film. I would be interested yeah. to know if, if John, because John famously does not watch movies. Yeah. Um, so he, I think he watches like one or two movies a year, maybe. Hmm. Oh, will, this, will this be on the list, John? Oh, I'm going to the theater, baby. Uh, Nothing yeah. more I love than an underdog story and uh, Shoe Dog, of course, my favorite book of all time. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to digging in. Uh, no, I, I'm sure maybe I, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure I'll see it because that's never. It does seem the like the type of movie you would see, though. Like, I mean, yeah. our, our, our block party listeners understand that John sees like no movies, but when he does see a movie, it's one that you would like never expect. So I think a couple months ago, we were talking about movies you had seen and you had somehow seen up in the air. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll see it. I, it's, it's very, just anything with air in the title. Yeah. Anything with yeah. Air is a big, yeah. The air up there. The air up there is a big yeah. one for me. Do love that on air. Uh, I also love. And um, the one thing I thought uh, stuck out when, you know, looking at some of the, the, stuff around the show was that quote that you said, Jack, about Ben Affleck saying it's the most important night of his life. That was the funniest thing to me. Uh, right. Because that to me is like the equivalent yeah. of spring training right now. And oh, he's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> he, he put a lot of work in this winter. He's in the best shape of his life. He's this... going to be ready to go. It was very similar to that. It's like, this is not the most important night of your life, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Sorry to say, but there's well, well, really no well, chance. Wait, what was the quote? Because what if, what if there was the article like the the twice married Ben Affleck referred to this as the most special <laughs> night of <laughs> <laughs> the most important yeah. night of my professional life. Professional everyone, life. Okay, fair I would but say like one, that like was probably Academy when Award. you won the Academy yeah. Award and launched yourself yeah. into a yeah yeah that's probably um, true. Yeah, I don't. It's um, it is just I I think one of the the we are going to just be getting these movies now, but. Uh, nonstop, and it's just the the detail that Nike becomes a an underdog uh, in this telling, like a you know the billionaire founder of Nike becomes an underdog, and like that's the version we get. Feels like it's in it's not 
healthy for the overall like body politic of our of our civilization when you know i i think movies like the founder and the social network are probably a little bit more important because they show that like people like they're behind the scenes of these things that are already celebrated as triumphs um are people fucking other people over yeah it's like correctly showing them as like sociopaths right i I feel like that's probably not going to happen in this one if nike signed off on it right no yeah i think that absolutely they're not the the inevitable conclusion of like ip in yes. films is going to be a movie about the like founding of the marvel cinematic universe yeah movie franchise or something oh like my that. god oh. about all the sony execs or the whatever oh totally they and thought then, it was dead after spider-man yeah, 3 yeah. and this one man brought plucky it underdog story yeah yeah God, the movie poster is just going to be his like worn like baseball cap with like uh-huh. a spotlight on it, you know. Right. Yeah. And all the scenes are at Bruce Springsteen concerts yeah. with a bunch of 50-year-old execs <laughs> making deals with each other. <laughs> I mean, I think it is just that's how people view the American dream in general, right? It's even like if you are a nepo baby or or, you know, the whole there was that narrative of, "Oh, Kendall Jenner is the first self-made billionaire or whatever the hell that that whole thing was a couple of years ago." And it's like no not no, none of this is like in a very rare case, you know, it's sort of the true American dream where people come from nothing and, you know, they start these multi-billion dollar companies, but most of the time there isn't really a true underdog in the situation, but everybody wants to believe that every that's the, that's the key sort of piece of the American dream is, Oh, I was down on my luck. I had nothing going on. And, yeah. and it generally leaves out the part where even if you did come from nothing, um, you stepped on as many heads as possible on the way to the top. That's the only way to get there. You know, it yeah. always has to be this, Oh, I was, just such a lovable person, you know? Uh, my dad didn't own an emerald mine. He just owned several shares in it. Okay, so let's, right. let's get this straight. <laughs> so I never even well, saw an emerald growing up. <laughs> I didn't even know they were green. Yeah. But yeah, CEO biography. There's There are all these ways that success in, you know, capitalism and the Western world gets laundered from being, you know, what I, I think it was Jody's... Uh, Partner Malcolm Gladwell wrote wrote a uh, <laughs> well Pushkin Pushkin is Fair uh, enough, but, you know. yeah um, but he he did like a deep dive into like comparing the CEO biographies and the stories of how people become the richest humans on the planet with the reality and I bring this up all the time but I think it's one of the most important kind of details about our uh, culture that like gets left out is like all of them did like found a thing they could exploit and exploited it over and over and over again. Like it was just a very boring transactional predatory thing. Like all you become unreasonably wealthy by being like a very successful predator and preying on perfect chance to transition to the Fox news segment. I'm just saying, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the, like, so there is already this whole body of, you know, like bookstores are filled with these CEO biographies, revisionist histories where like everybody told them they couldn't do it. And they like came in and like cowboyed their way through yeah. the boardroom. And I, I feel like we should hope for, you know, because these brand movies are coming, we should, we should hope for versions that are like the founder, which somehow 
got made and also told a story that was critical of like the founder of McDonald's and didn't have to change the name of the company. So did you we'll read the, did you read the founder? I did not know. Yeah, so I think it's part of it is like the founder is written by Ray Kroc and he kind of says like, yeah, I stole it from the McDonald brothers and I did that. Like, wow. I think yeah. That's part of the reason why, like it, it's short. It's only like 150 or 200 pages. And he is actually very honest. I mean, obviously there's some revisionist stuff in there, but as far as like a CEO autobiography or memoir goes, it is. A they found the honest out. one. Yeah, exactly. Where he, you know, I think that's how that one maybe got made was Ray Kroc was pretty honest about like, yeah, the McDonald brothers were kind of wimps. And so I just like, yeah, I'm a big psycho. Yeah, it rocks. (laughs) I'm a big psycho. They were like kind of nice guys. And that was, you can't succeed in business being a nice guy. So I thought, you know, why don't I be a psycho and and take this over? And I cut them out of the deal. No problem. uh, Because huge wusses and bingo, bango. There you go. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk that Fox News story. We'll talk about the deadly strain of uh, fungus that is about to turn you on to zombies. Uh, We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey, 
And we're back. And a Fox News producer named Abby Grossberg, uh, who worked with both uh, Maria Bartiromo and Tucker Carlson, the, the, you know, what a one, what a combo. Yeah. Um, just filed two lawsuits against the channel, alleging that their legal team engaged in wrongful conduct while preparing her for her deposition in the Dominion case, the case that's being brought against them for saying that the election was stolen and that Dominion voting machines were faulty, um, or at least like helping perpetuate that. Uh, The allegations are that Fox's lawyers coached her to avoid mentioning prominent male executives and on-air talent to protect them from any blame while effectively throwing herself under the bus. And they pressured her to downplay a text exchange with the senior vice president of Weekend News in which he instructed her in regards to a segment with Rudy Giuliani, there will be no fact checking today. Um, <laughs> there, there's just so much good shit coming from the Dominion thing. Like the, the, yeah. the texts from Tucker Carlson being like, Trump is a disaster. Like we all know this, this is all such bullshit. Like everything that we're having to repeat on air is such bullshit and then i love the ones where they're talking they're like making fun of their listeners and viewers where they're like oh boy our our viewers sure are a bunch of stupid ignorant hogs that we hate a lot yeah and like i think the way around that is to do just what like me and john do on the podcast is just like say that explicitly at the top of every show that's your thesis um, yeah just to get it out of the way basically people seem to respect that more yeah Yeah. exactly yeah yeah That's how we start every show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're throwing some more slop in the trough. Yeah, there you go. I was struck by how much they would couch their decision-making in the context of it's what our viewers expect, right? And there was that little, there was that week after the election where Fox had, you know, called Arizona and sort of like actually proclaimed that Biden probably are actually won and they started losing viewers to Newsmax. And it was a story that Fox executives told themselves, but, you know, it was like, Oh, our listeners are leaving us and they're going to Newsmax. And the reason they're going to Newsmax is because Newsmax is telling them lies about how this election was stolen. And so we owe it to our viewers. It's like this really weird logic and like almost a cover, you know, that they're giving themselves. Uh, we owe it to our viewers to embrace these lies because it's simple. And it's kind of like, you know, I mean, obviously there's so many things yeah. that are broken about think, that logic, but it was yeah, just, you just so described journalism, I think. Yeah, Jody? exactly. That's yeah. just journalism. That's journalism. Uh, yeah. that's... You know, but you, but that's how you hear politicians talk too, right? Um, they say like, I can do whatever I want in Washington, D.C. and I could stand up by my principles. Then when I go back to uh, my constituents, all they want to talk about is Hunter Biden's laptop. So I owe it to my constituents, you know, and it's just this like really messed up um, inversion of that. Like, you know, in theory, what should be a pretty like honorable yeah. uh, motivation it's yeah. also well, you, wildly you, disingenuous of them yeah. to act, claim like web newsmax is pushing is forcing our hand when exactly. they've been exactly. like tucker carlson's producers listen to the most right-wing like talk radio just you know the equivalent of like coast to coast am of like right-wing conspiracy theories and alex jones and that that was actually very unfair to coast to coast am i shouldn't i shouldn't yeah. have said that but like you know their level of fact checking uh, and they listen to that and let that lead like their editorial, you know, agenda is just like whatever the craziest shit is that's resonating with people. And they've been doing that yeah. from jump. So, well, yeah. yeah. Tucker Carlson talked about like ratings. Most of his texts were not about news. They were about this is killing our ratings. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see it with like insane, like QAnon people on Twitter where, uh, 
they'll say at this like they're so far gone that they'll be like oh newsmax and fox news have gone woke like yeah because because they're not feeding them the exact conspiracy theories they they want to hear and it's just like i mean you can never please these people you're gonna have to just go more and more far right uh which i guess is sort of what they're doing anyway but um it's it's just so funny to see people completely straight-faced thinking that because newsmax had to like legally apologize for something that they have now gone woke um it's just like so insane to me to see that yeah and we just got a quote yesterday from i think it was kevin mccarthy that biden is siding with woke wall street um Mm. so that's you know the other uh fully woke outlet institution (laughs) is wall street yeah yeah the damn stock market's going woke what are they they doing (laughs) over there that's right you know Uh, i mean one of the things that just there's so many things in this revelation which i actually think is like going to really hurt Fox. I mean, I actually think like this is, this might be a turning point moment, um, both financially, but just in the public kind of imagination. The overall but, lawsuit or the specific revelations in this uh, uh, suit that she's bringing? Oh, not this specific suit, but oh, the okay. overall the Dominion overall, thing yeah, and Dominion kind of like the story that's, been, yeah, yeah the story that's, that's coming out about Fox that, you know, I think most people just kind of knew, have known for a long time, but nevertheless, um, it's out there in, in, in a way that I think is, is actually seeping through but you know one of the things that also just strikes me and i think about this too with like trump world as well it's like these people spend so much time like putting out fires squabbling with each other like you know doing hush payments like like coaching people on how to talk to lawyers and like dealing with and i'm just like when do you have time to do because i've worked at a news organization and like it's a lot of work just to do the thing that goes on TV and then right. to do all this other work of like being sketchy. It's just, I just, part of me just marvels at kind of like, when do they have the time to do all this chicanery behind yeah. the scenes? So you're coming away more impressed than anything. I, I, think, they're good, I think they're good producers. <laughs> I think they're good at, at some level. I mean, I, you know, the at some level, the juggling is, is impressive. It's yeah. true. Um, just some other details from this report again by a Fox news employee, um, who was of course, immediately countersued and put on, uh, administrative leave. But as of, you know, what, while we're talking, she's still a Fox news employee, um, that Tucker Carlson's offices featured large pictures of Nancy Pelosi wearing a plunging swimsuit. Um, the staff casually makes anti-Semitic and misogynistic comments. Uh, Mr. Carlson's staff held a mock debate about whether they would prefer to have sex with Ms. Dixon or her Democratic opponent, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. And the, so like there, there's this detail of like her first full day on the job working for Tucker Carlson uh, discovered that the Manhattan workspace was decorated with the Pelosi picture. Then the next day, Justin Wells, Mr. Carlson's top producer, called her into his office and said, uh, asked her whether Ms. Ms. Bartiromo was having a sexual relationship with the House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. Um, that was day two of on, sounds like on a very healthy workplace. Yeah, yes, yeah, sounds cool as hell. And look, I don't want to be a stickler. Uh, <laughs> cool I want to be a stickler hell. to Fox News, but isn't every swimsuit a plunging swimsuit? Anyway, right, <laughs> plunging into the pool. Yeah, Correct. I have, yeah. I have many many a plenty. Very good, John. Yeah. They, yeah. they repeat that line multiple times in the and I I, I know I like, like the that's... idea of a plunging swimsuit. Yeah, that just that wording got got approved. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then when she complained about being harassed by male producers, HR told her that she was not performing her duties. Um, 
So, yeah, it's uh, in some level, it's kind of what you would expect from Fox News, uh, but it's still horrifying to see it in 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 detail, like what what it actually looks like behind the scenes. Nobody likes to see how the sausage gets made, but you have to be impressed by their ability to just juggle it all. That's um, true. As Jody Avergan can be quoted as saying. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see Dominion in theaters March 20th. <laughs> right. Starring Ben Affleck. And I Matt mean, that, that I guess there already was that Fox News bombshell. Yeah. 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 True. Bombshell. Like, yeah. I, all of the details that I've learned from the various like Dominion reporting and, you know, reporting on on the lawsuit is like that movie must have had to cut so many details for just yeah. being like too over the top because yeah. yeah they they still made it seem like there wasn't out in the open just you know uh these sorts of things happening all right so a deadly fungus is supposedly, you know, is trending on Google yesterday. The king of the graceful transition. I, well, I do just want to let you know that uh, increasing number of fungus samples resistant to the common treatments for it are, yeah. are appearing. I don't know. I tend to think that when a threat so perfectly matches a pop culture event that recently was incredibly popular to be skeptical. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I have a less popular opinion that Jeffrey Dahmer never ate anybody um, be <laughs> because he was arrested after Silence of the Lambs came out. And I think he was just a, an alcoholic who didn't clean up uh, his love murder this, scenes. Love this theory. Wow. It's, I, I, love I that know. you voluntarily... <laughs> Yep. Wedge that in with no real hook. This is a great thread that you're about yeah. to pull on here. Yeah. The news of a new deadly fungus. And yeah. Other news. Jeffrey Dahmer. Did he really eat anybody? Did he? I don't know. I, it's a, it's this, a theory. These are John level segues. John is very yeah. good segues too. So. <laughs> well, you guys have a nice little song for that reference. Yeah, to reference yeah. your amazing segues. Yeah. So. If you just say the segue is good, it's a good segue. Yeah, it's kind of a good segue. <laughs> but anyway, the other details that are leading me to think this might not be something that everybody needs to worry about. Do check your strawberries, though. There was a strawberry recall. Uh, we, we talked about that on yesterday's trending. Frozen strawberries uh, are might give you hep a so definitely Ooh, everybody check I, that out i think i Ooh. saw something about that on john's gonna hate this but one of my favorite websites is called i was poisoned.com <laughs> um and it's i don't know if you guys know about it it's like a crowdsourced website where people can post uh about if they got food poisoning and where they think they got it from wow um and it's like very useful on its face but also sometimes people will no, it's uh, not it's not it, useful at it's, all it's somewhat I'm useful. Gonna, I'm maybe going to eat KFC tonight. I should check out IWasPoisoned.com to see if he's got. Yeah, it's it's worth it's reason. worth checking out. But what's really funny about it is that occasionally people will upload just like the nastiest picture you've ever seen oh, no. um, <laughs> yeah. of like the end result of their food poisoning, and it's like we would believe you if you just yeah. said you puked. Like we didn't need to see it. Yeah. Um. So it's a very it's a very good website. I really like it. But John. John hates it so much. Well, did, that, did that have any relation to the sort of Hep A thing, or no? You were just kind of doing a jack. I think the strawberry stuff. They they, <laughs> they, they post stuff about like rec about recall recalls. Yeah, exactly. So it is. They mix you know, in real news with uh, yeah. just diarrhea and vomit pictures, which yep. is yeah. actually a pretty good metaphor for our podcast as well. <laughs> um, anyways, it's not. It's not 
new. The fungus isn't new. Uh, the numbers are the result of the pandemic and, you know, with a lot of attention from the medical community being paid to screening for COVID, less emphasis was put on screening for this. But it's a it's a thing that they've known about. We're worried about this for a long time and have an eye on. So just in case anybody is out there concerned that The Last of Us is about to happen to them, uh, it doesn't it feels like it's just. I'm trying to get you to click on an article. FYI. Uh, Have you seen The Last of Us? Pedro Pascal? Boy, I hope that happens. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Amen. John, Pedro Pascal will still exist whether or not there's like a fungus infection going around the world. You don't know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But will he escort me around while I act like a little baby? See, that's, that's a good point yeah. right there. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Thank you. John, Stefan, such a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this was the blast. Uh, as you referenced off the top of the show, we have a podcast called The Blocked Party, uh, where we bring on a guest every week to talk about a time they were blocked on social media. Uh, we've had some some great guests on the show recently and in the past. Uh, Tony Hawk, Nikki Glazer. Uh, you talked about Emily Heller before we got on air. There's some great episodes there. You can check you that out. You had Drill on, right? We, uh, We've had him on a drill, few times. Had drill yeah. on the show a few That's times. Crazy. We've had some weird Twitter guys uh, on the show, and <laughs> he does look like a wrinkled Jack Nicholson in person. <laughs> it's kind of wild, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So you can check that out wherever you get your pods. And um, I also have a podcast about new metal. Um, you know, and I know the Daily Zeitgeist fans are huge Horn mm-hmm. and Limp Biscuit people. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's a, a monthly uh, podcast. Me and and Brian Quinby, formerly of Street Fight Radio, and now of the podcast Guys, uh, we review a yeah a classic new metal album every month. People seem to like it. Uh, that one's fun too. Uh, Block Party, you can check out at Block Party Pod on Twitter, and the POD Cast is at the POD underscore Cast, and we spell Cast with a K. Yeah, you like, do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I have a Twitch stream. Uh, we stream nightly. It's with uh, Jesse Farrar from Your Kickstarter Sucks. If you're familiar with that podcast. Uh, and it's called the Go Off Kings, twitch.tv slash Go Off Kings. Nice. And is there a tweet or a work of media, probably social media, that you guys have been enjoying? I've been watching the new Party Down season, and it is fantastic. They, yeah. they did not lose a single step. Um, and I've been, I've been really enjoying it. I rewatched the first two seasons to kind of get ready for this one. Um, and it's, it's great. Just a very funny show. Yeah, nice. Becca and I started watching the the new Party Down last night. It's I would actually argue it's better. I think they it's uh, I think they figured really out good. The, the joke tone a little bit better yeah. uh, in this new season. Very good. Um, I was gonna be that guy and and share a tweet that I did myself uh, mm. because uh, it's from the POD Cast's Patreon. So it's not actually. I was just sharing a story. Uh, but we got basically the most unhinged Patreon message I've ever received. And I've, I've ever seen, uh, and, and so I figured your listeners might like it and I would share it with you. So someone Please. to keep in mind, someone donated to our Patreon. So they paid us to send this message. Um, I haven't heard one second of your podcast, which is a great way to start <laughs> okay. a great way to start a message to someone. I haven't heard one second of your podcast, but I signed up for your Patreon because I feel like I need to be involved in a new metal apologist discussion. Let me be frank. 
New metal was the most artistically bankrupt, idiotic, cynical, and probably toxic genre in music history. It really sucks. And this is, we have a four-year podcast talking about this genre. But I would like to <laughs> offer my assistance and expertise on an episode dedicated to metal bands that briefly became new metal. I'm thinking Slayers, Stain of Mind, Anthrax's Inside Out, Machine Heads, The Burning <laughs> Red. I'll even talk to Metallica load and reload although in retrospect those seem less like a cynical cash-in and more like james hetfield's less than stellar ability to copy his newfound favorite bands anyway while i will never agree with someone who concludes that limp biscuit was ever pretty good i really want to have this conversation thanks uh and so i replied to that by saying unfortunately we do think limp biscuit is one of the best bands ever so i'm not (laughs) sure this convo will work out Thank you for thinking of us, though. And then he replied, um, do you understand that you are objectively incorrect? Try listening to Limp Biscuit to find out. Again, we have covered five Limp Biscuit albums <laughs> show already. Uh, and the show is the literal first episode of the show is about Limp Biscuit. And then he uh, stopped uh, donating to the show. And when you stop donating on Patreon, you have the option to fill out an exit survey. And his comment on the exit survey was, I thought these guys wouldn't be morons who actually liked the terrible <laughs> music they discuss. Oh, well. Uh, wow. anyway, there uh, you go. Incredible. Maybe he stopped contributing because he thought it might be a conflict because once you guys hired him to do the coverage <laughs> that he was advertising, that, that could be... Wait, yeah. Did you say this person submitted this comment like anonymously or like, could you have even... No, I, I figured I, out I, who it was. You I know found who, you their know. name. They, they, they submitted under a name and... It's a fairly common, like it wouldn't, there would be options. Like it, it wasn't a sort of, you know, I would imagine there's, you're probably the only Jody mm-hmm. and like, it, yeah. you know, it wasn't that type of, it was common uh, first name, common last name, mm. but there is an, uh, like a sort of bit part actor that has that name. And I looked at their Twitter and they do kind of tweet like that. So in wow. mind, I'm sort of hoping that that's who it is. And I'll tell you Love guys it. the name off air so you can also yeah. enjoy Amazing. It. Love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jody, pleasure having you. Thank you so much yeah, for co-hosting today. Uh, where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Um, well, not much has changed since yesterday. So I, uh, you know, st- I haven't made a new podcast since yesterday. So, yeah. um, but people can listen to Good Sport wherever you get your podcasts. I also have this Radiotopia history show, This Day in Esoteric Political History. People can check that out. And yeah, since yesterday, what have I consumed? What have I, uh, um, actually, you know what I'll recommend? I'll recommend this app that I really love. And I do a little work with them, full disclosure, but uh, it's called Hark. And it's a, like a podcast discovery app. And it solves something that, I certainly have always felt, which is like feeling very overwhelmed by podcasts. And what they do is they take little snippets from a bunch of different shows and make little playlists out of them. And so it's a great way to get a sense of a bunch of different shows. And then often I find myself saying, oh, okay, I have a sense of that. That's not for me. Or, oh, wow, I can, you know, find out, find a new podcast. So it's, it's work. Uh, It's great. It's actually great. And um, they're nice people. And I'm, I'm into what they're up to. Amazing. Don't use that app to find podcasts besides this one. This is the only no, podcast that you need to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy uh, thing. It's just a direct link. You open the app and it just yeah, goes directly hard. to your show. Have you heard the Daily Zeitgeist? Yeah. I feel like you're going to like that. Uh, I, do, I do really like Locked Party. I highly recommend that. I also just, James Urbaniak tweeted that Ron DeSantis is the same age as Jason Biggs. 
Um, and <laughs> that, is a, that is a brain-breaking fact oh my right there. God. I'm, I'm having a hard time with that, but I, I do love a good blank is the same age as blank. Uh, that one got me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, uh, as well as the song. Usually super producer, Justin is out. Um, super producer, Brian, is there a song that you think our listeners might enjoy? Yeah. Yeah. So this song is by El Michelle's affair featuring Bobby Arosa. It's called stack the deck. Mm. And um, it's just what I've been hooked on for the last uh, like two, three days. All right. It's kind of like um, like a funky uh, ballad, I guess. Mm. It's definitely a love song and um, a lot of card game metaphors. Hey, okay. and we were talking about card games earlier. That's right. So, yeah. Is it is it specifically Marvel Snap metaphors? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll just have to listen to find it. Yeah, I guess you will. Uh, all right. We will link off to that in the footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.